0: This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zifford, only on 101.9 High fm
1: Professor Karen Mulner is a newly elected National Chair of the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. Before this, she was the Chair of the Gauteng Council. She is Associate Professor in Industrial Psychology at Wits University and has a particular interest in anti-Semitism. Professor Mulner, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much, Sharice. Thank you to you and looking forward to talking to you. Professor Milner, we've spoken a little bit about the politics and economics of the country. Do you want to talk a little bit about the Jewish community and where we're at?
0: I think that alongside the rest of the country, the Jewish community in the last two or three years have experienced a series of shocks. And I think that that's, I, I say the rest of the country, but actually that's global. The world has experienced a series of almost cataclysmic shocks over the past two to three years. Um, obviously, I'm referring to covid that over and above COVID and the dreadful consequences of COVID that we've experienced, South Africa has had its own difficult time. So we've had the, on top of the shutdowns due to COVID, we had the electricity problems, we've had issues around government. And on top of that, we also, of course, had the unrest and the rioting that were a further shock to the South African community as a whole. And of course, South African Jews are part of that. I think on top of that, if I have to look at the South African Jewish community, I think we need to acknowledge and take a seat, acknowledge the fact that the South African Jewish community lost a lot of people under COVID. Uh, We were disproportionately affected. And I think we need to take some time to to kind of acknowledge and to recognize that we haven't perhaps come to terms with the loss and the grief um, that we experienced there on top of the anxiety and stress that we experienced as a result of the shocks I've just mentioned. Um, Having said that, and I'm sure you've got other questions for me, I don't wanna take up your whole interview. I genuinely believe we're a very resilient community. Having experienced these shocks, um, having dealt with kind of everything that the world and the country had to throw at us over the last two years, this is still a remarkably vibrant community. Our institutions have remained strong. We have amongst the lowest levels of anti-Semitism in the world. We have the just amazing vibrancy. If If you go to any of the Jewish areas in Johannesburg and Cape Town, we've got museums, we've got shops, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think there's an enormous resilience within our community. We've had to dig deep, but we're coming out on the other side, I think, in our hope.
1: People hold up the South African Jewish community as one of the few that are, and I'm not going to say cohesive, I don't mean um, homogenous. We're an extremely heterogeneous community, um, but we are generally very cohesive and very caring. And it's seemingly that there's almost like one point of separation between the community where, where somebody is affected by something um, everybody rallies together, you know, uh, people know about it, people care together, people celebrate together, we grieve together. Um, I'm even worried though at some point that our community is
0: shrinking. Our community is shrinking. I think that you see that goes in waves again globally around the world under tough times. Um, we are fortunate. We've seen a lot of Aliyah. And I think I, I'm not sure who I'm quoting here. It might be Zev Kringle, who always used to say go home or stay home. Um, and the other person I would have to quote is Mary Cluck, who said it's very brave to stay and it's very brave to leave. And I think that's what's happening in our community. People, some people are choosing to leave. Um, and we're very fortunate for those people, many of those who are choosing to leave. I'm, are making Aliyah, and, and we're very fortunate to have that option. Having said that, though, I think that even with the smaller numbers, if anything, the smaller numbers perhaps make us a more cohesive community. They make us more aware of ourselves in relation to each other, ourselves in relation to the country. Nobody wants to be part of, of what can be perceived as a dwindling group of people. Um, But I am astounded at how well all our institutions, whether it be the schools, the shuls, the kosher facilities, I know they took a really good bashing and the restaurants under COVID, but they're coming back. I'm seeing them coming back. So I think that the term resilience means bounce back. And I think maybe we're starting to see a little bit of that bounce back, albeit the fact that we're smaller.
1: And the other thing I have noticed, and I was talking to some young members of the community who are staying, how committed they are to. Building this country. And I know you are very involved with the youth. I know you're also very passionate about the heterogeneous nature of our community. Do you wanna tell me a little bit about your experience of where the youth are sitting at, those who are staying and committed to, to buildings?
0: It's actually unbelievable, I think, the way in which the youth in our community are committed both to our community and to making a difference in the country as a whole. So I mean, when after we had and I spoke about it earlier, the terrible riots and the terrible, terrible destruction that we saw. And I think there were many people and, and Probably all of us at some point wanted to hide under our beds, lock the doors, hide under our beds. Um, But at the same time, when the call went out to clean up after that, those incidences, um, we couldn't cope with the response. Actually, people were were, were writing to say, where can I go? How can I help? And particularly the youth. So I think that there are those who are understandably concerned and understandably anxious, and I think that everybody needs to look at their own circumstances and their own situations and make decisions based on that. Having said that, though, I think that living in South Africa makes you acutely aware of issues of social justice, of issues of poverty, in a way that really makes can make your life feel very meaningful. And I think that some of our youth, and I hope that as many as possible, can can contribute in a way that makes not just other people's lives better, but in a way that makes their lives more meaningful.
1: Do you think there's more focus on tikkun olam among younger people than there were, say, generations above them, or do you think that's not not an accurate comment?
0: I'm not actually a hundred percent sure. I think that if I look at some of the institutions that that go back many, many years in this country. I think of something like the Women's Benevolent or the Union of Jewish Women. Um, You know, we, we tend to associate them, and forgive me, but we tend to associate them now with older people, whereas um, these are institutions that have a very, very long history. Many of those institutions started during apartheid, when it was unusual for white women to have this kind of care for uh, for others in, in, in the broader South African society. So while I think that younger people perhaps do it in a different way, I do think we need to recognize that there's always been a core of incredibly generous, committed um, people interested in social justice and, uh, social justice and upliftment um, in our community. So I, I think we do it in different ways, but I have to recognize the legacy of those who came before us, well, before the younger people. not that
1: Karen, um you last year were very involved with neo-Nazi Jan Lamprecht, and you saw that case through until a ruling was made against him. Can we talk a little bit about anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism in South Africa? So I
0: think, unfortunately, we once again, I mean, South Africa is just a country of contradictions, and that manifests in a whole lot of ways, and it manifests in its anti-Semitism as well. So we are seeing what people, I think, interpret as anti-Semitic rhetoric coming through quite often in the high levels of anti-Israel rhetoric that comes through in South Africa. There's no question that we are quite bombarded and it can start feeling quite alienated to hear people constantly, constantly attack um, the country that we feel such a connection to. Having said that, if we look at things like actual incidents of anti-Semitism, um, which are your, they're not necessarily only physical incidences, but those as well. Whether they be hostage-taking in a or attacks in the street, which I think seem to be happening daily in New York, we aren't seeing that kind of thing happening at all. And I have to say, I think that I have to give credit that, that our constitution, um, on, on, at that level, I think we are quite well
1: protected. In in terms of your newly elected um, national chair, where do you see your priorities lying for the next two
0: years? I think our key priority has always got to be, obviously our key mandate um, is protecting the Jewish community in terms of engaging with government, protecting the Jewish community from anti-Semitism, and engaging with the broader South African community in pursuit of those aims. I'm very passionate about all of those three things. I think that as the political landscape changes, our priority will have to be engaging with a a broader number of political parties to make sure that we can continue with our mandates. I think that, for me, would be quite a key priority. I think in terms of anti-Semitism, we need to remain vigilant and we need to continue, which is what we've done all along, to take an absolutely zero-tolerance approach to anti-Semitism. Um, we we address it, we take it up, and we've generally been quite successful. Um, I don't think we've had a major incident that we've had to take to court in the last year or so, other than Lamprecht. So I think that that's pretty good. I, I really hope that I will be able to spend a lot less of my time in anti-Semitism. It's not something that anybody wants to spend their time on, but it's our job. And what I really hope is that we can really find the passion and commitment in our community to engage and feel uh both really that we belong in this country and that we have something to contribute to this country.
1: I know you, like me, are absolutely passionate about Jewish culture and, um, the, the lighter side of being Jewish, the more fun side of being Jewish as well. Um, <laughs> Karen, and I, I know that's something we, you, you're looking forward to, I don't know, engaging with the community,
0: meeting them, learning about their passions as well. Absolutely. So I think you know when when you get kind of stuck in this narrow mindset of my, your job is to protect people from anti-Semitism, you tend to get a little bit tunnel vision. But if I look at the art and the culture, um, we spoke right at the beginning about the fact that the Jewish community um, is small. But if you look at this, the the, the latest the, the the um the Bel- what's the Nobel Prize winner, the Damon Galgot, there's a Jewish character in his book. This is comes out of nowhere. The, the culture, the Jewish contribution to culture in this country, the artists, the writers that we have, we have such a rich culture vein to to mine in this country in terms of the Jewish contribution to culture. And I would absolutely love to see that growing and thriving. And I actually think it is. I think it'll come back up as poverty.
1: Nothing like a little bit of challenge to bring out the, the, the artists and absolutely everyone, Karen. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate your insights pretty sure that we're going to be chatting throughout the year but just say I enjoy working with you and I look forward to having you again chatting and catching us all up.
0: Thank you so much Cherise. I I mean you know that I I feel that the professional staff at the board is just a remarkable resource for our community. You, yourself, David Sachs, Wendy Kahn and all the other support staff at the board are just the most remarkable resource for our community. I look forward to chatting to you again because I think it's really important, perhaps I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, I really want people to know what the board's doing Um, and I really want people to engage and come to me or or engage with us in terms of, I know everybody's got a view on what we should be doing. I'd love to hear those views. I'd love to engage with those views. I'd love to hear from people and feedback um, on the amazing work that the board does. Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: That was Professor Karen Wilner, the newly elected National Chair of the Jewish Board of Deputies and Associate Professor in Industrial Psychology at Witts University.